Guten Tag to the Filmlog podcast, where we try to achieve it one shot at a time. I'm one half the Filmlog Robert Carr. <laughs> oh, keep going. It's oh. just funny. <laughs> I'm joined by the one half the Filmlog Richard Scott. Willkommen. And we're also joined by the official, unofficial third member of the Filmlog, Christian Foreman. I don't know any German, but hello. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know much German anyway. Um, we're doing that because we are watching uh, a German film today uh, called The Lies of Others. And I had to look at the title again there uh, on this week's podcast. And this is a bit of the music. I think it's one of the best bits. And that's a little bit of a spoiler of what I think about the film. Um, <laughs> 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 what am I doing? Let's do the fact, Christian. Um, <laughs> threw you off a bit, that didn't yeah, it, the German? Did. Yeah, it did. I, I'm, I'm used to just doing it normally. Uh, yeah, you said... Good day, the Film Look Podcast. <laughs> I know. I don't want to Joan. Uh, Christian, do you want to um, know a uh, fact? Let us know your fact. <laughs> right, we doing we, the could, fact, we so could just start this again, but we're not going to. So Christian, this week's um, fact for me is um, I was at a party the other day and someone brought this up. So I was just going to use it on the podcast. And it is, do you know what film has the most F words in? The film that uses the F words uh, the most. Super bad. Is that your guess? That's my guess. Richard, what's your guess? Ever. Ever. Is it like, oh, I don't know, like Goodfellas or something? Close. I guess Goodfellas when this question came up. No, it is The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, and that is my fact. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most um, that's a great swear fact. words. Most F words. That's, a, that's good Guinness Book, Book of World Records. And oh, I had it up now and I, I, I lost it. While you tell your fact, I will get the number okay. of the swear words. Um, in Toy Story, in 1995, so the first Toy Story, um, there's a scene where uh, there's uh, Andy's friends uh, are like leaving the house. They're going out, and the, um, I think the little soldiers are like watching them. Going to like Pizza Planet or something. Pizza Planet, yeah. Um, so there's like he's got three friends, and obviously there's Andy. If you look at the picture, uh, which is obviously not so good because this is a podcast, they're all Andy. Oh, they're all the they're same all model. Got, all the same model. All the same. <laughs> right. Obviously, ninety nine five, and this film was <laughs> quite. Revolutionary in the the animated uh, like films and stuff. You know when it came out, it was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And but obviously they could only do so much in 1995. And yeah, all the models are him. <laughs> so it's all just right. it's just clones of Andy. Are they wearing like different clothes or anything? Yeah, wearing, wearing different clothes. Um, two of them have got hats on, but the faces are the same. Faces are the same. And the heights yeah. and everything. So um, I'm not too sure about the animation, but probably some of the animation's the same as well when they're yeah. running around. Well, well I didn't notice that. Kids. There's probably other kids in like in the film that are just it's just Andy yeah well I, I didn't notice that so it probably doesn't it doesn't stand out too much no that's true it's, it's from true. like a high angle isn't it yeah, you don't see the when, kids all that much when you're looking at the stairs right. I would like to watch it again and watch the kids in Pizza Planet just to see if the, how many models are like duplicated in the background well I mean, you don't see any of the faces uh, I don't think because it's from the perspective of under the car it's all the spectrum from the, the, the toys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my fact. I'm going to have to can give I, you a tie. Can, I think they're both can pretty I, good. I, can I finish my fact? Whilst you were telling yours, I've got the number of uh, swear words. So it was right, 506. 506 swear words, an average of 2.81 times per minute. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a long film as well. It's quite a long film, to be fair. Yeah, it is. It's like three hours long. Yeah. God, you have to decide who wins. Like, you, we can't, there's no ties. Um. In the fact of... Facty fact. Well, I don't know. Get back to us on that, and <clears throat> K-Dog will tell us what we're doing on the rest of this week's pod. Coming up on this week's <laughs> podcast, we have uh, news and views where Rob will be telling us about stuff he's watched this week. This is uh, going so then, well so far. 
<laughs> and you haven't seen that, uh, we're going to be discussing The Lives of Others, which is the German film from 2006. And then we'll be probably answering some questions that you have sent to us. If you want to send us any questions, you can find us on Instagram or Twitter, which is both at Filmluck, I assume, and or via email. <laughs> 57 <laughs> episodes, is, 58 episodes, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> which is the filmluck at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's it for me. So, Rob, get us started with what you've watched this week with News and Views. News and Views. No, no, no. News and Views. No, no, no. So, News and Views this week, I, I watched um, two films on Netflix um, by the Jubilus Brothers and mainly Mark Jubilus. So, one was Blue Jay, which I've seen before, and his new one, um, Paddleton, um, which I think we might do on the podcast. Um, Christian's going to watch it later on tonight, aren't you? I am. You that's said? my tonight's, tonight's viewing. Yeah. Um, after watching this, I, I, I kind of binge-watched loads of interviews and behind the scenes of just um mark Jubilus doing some talks and I've, I've i've watched one before one one of them that he did was from south by southwest this was a couple of years ago about the cavalry isn't coming and it's basically lots of people have heard this and lots of people have talked about it. i think we we have as well um you know it, it's about him going through his career and always getting promised that once he's he's been successful and he was and he won awards that the cavalry would come and he would get his budget to make his next film and it never really did and then when it did come he turned it down because he was the cavalry now and i kind of i really like that um kind of like the metaphor and the, his process he went through he's you know he says just basically go out there and uh and make films um so and just through these talks, I'll, there's two that I listened, listened to. So one was the South by Southwest and one was the Google talk that he did. And he talks about um, kind of just going out and making short films for $3. Um, and so you can just go out and there's no limitations then. Just just go out and make something, whatever it is. You've you you've you've got $3 and you've got a camera and you can make something. And he did this and this is how he got into South by Southwest and kind of how he launched his career. Him and his brother made a feature, and it wasn't very well. Didn't go very well, and it cost um, X amount of thousands of pounds. And they were a bit burnt out, and they were a bit down. And then one day, Mark just says to his brother, "Right, we're going to make a film. Um, think of a story. I'm going to go to Walmart or whatever it is in America and buy a tape. This was they only had the mom's VHS camera, and they shot something in the kitchen." Um, and they entered it into South by Southwest, and it wasn't the best film there, but it got in, and it got them recognised, and then he went on from there. Um, so yeah, I've lately we haven't made stuff. We've got other things going on, um, and it just made us think. Okay, that's I just want to make something. I want to write something. I want to get. I just that we can shoot in a day. Uh, that we we can spend three three pound on as as we are in the UK. Um, and, and go out there and make something so I've been trying to write something and it's it's kind of the those talks have ins- inspired us a little just to like okay let's get back into to making films um, and then by Monday Rich we're going to have a script for each other each yeah so we're going to have I've I've got my first draft of one I'm working on now and then you're going to get I'm trying to cut one down yeah so it's, we've, we've got a maximum of three pages mine's currently four it's, it's, it's three I mean it reads like three but it's four it's a maximum of three pages Three pages. I, mine's twenty-three pages at the minute. Okay, you, you <laughs> might need a you might need to cut some things. I can out take of three pages out of it. Mm, can you turn that into a film? What the stuff that I don't want to put in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, these talks have kind of um, if you if you're out there and you just want some inspiration and from someone who has gone through all of this. If anyone's listening, such as uh, the East German secret police, maybe if we're bugged right now. Yeah. If you're listening and you want to make a film, uh, you go ahead. Yeah. Make one for three, three quid. Three quid. We don't need to be, 
we don't need to be bugged. We were bugging ourselves. There's yeah, microphones that's everywhere. True. Uh, there is microphones everywhere. And um, so, yeah, there's, there's two talks there, and I just kind of wanted to uh, talk about them. I also listened to the indie film podcast. I've lost, I've listened to a lot of like industry stuff and people talk talking this week. Um, and it's by the uh, the director of Blue Jay, and just him talking about the the crew size, which is very similar to Palantin, where they had. Um, a, t- a crew of 20 and they didn't actually have a full script it's actually just a scriptment which is an outline of where they wanted to go and they worked on it every single day um and just shot it in chronological order so they knew where the story was going as they were shooting um and it was just interesting to hear all that so if you want to listen to those talks i definitely recommend the south by southwest one for any filmmaker some great advice and that's from mark jubilis and yeah that's end of news, news and views nah, nah, nah. news and views nah, nah, nah. All right, now we've got to... You haven't seen that, and this week we're going to be uh, watching The Lives of Others. All right, kid, what's this film all about? So The Lives of Others is a 2006 German drama film about the monitoring of East Berlin residents by agents of the Stasi, who are the GDR's secret police. It was released in Germany on the 23rd of March 2006, and during that year it won the Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film, and it was nominated for a bunch of others as well. I think it is currently the most German-nominated film of all time <laughs> for Oscars. Um, it was made on a budget of two million US dollars and it grossed more than seventy-seven wow. million US dollars that, worldwide in like a year. That so, is a profit. <laughs> that, that is equals. If I do the maths, there it equals profit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not very good at uh, finances and maths, but. I think that might have made some money. About. Uh, so someone recommended this to us, didn't they? Who who, Luca, who recommended this? Luca. Yeah, one of our listeners recommended this. He says, because it was a, it's one of the top IMDb films and it's another foreign film. He's like, no, you, know, you should give this a watch. I think it's one of the top uh, foreign films within the list as well. It's up there. Right. Um, I'll go through the thingy. So, um, what yeah. do you think of this well, film then, Kato? Give us a quick summary. I thought it was okay i was a bit confused at why luca recommended it to us given that i I assume he listens to the podcast and he knows the type of films that we get excited about because i don't think it fits in those categories so i was it's not the type of film i get hugely excited over but it was i think it was a very good film it's very subtle very quiet slow paced film but i found it I found it very. When I got into it, when I was paying attention, it was very suspenseful, and I like you were paying attention. <laughs> I like the theme. Put that on the poster. <laughs> I like the theme that you know art can change a person, and that people are more complex than the ideologies they attach themselves to. Um, I had some some problems with it, but overall, I think it was yeah, a solid film. Rob, um, so I really, I, I, it really felt like a like a 1960s if it was black and white 1960s uh type of thriller type film um i've seen a i've only seen it's a very hitchcock isn't it it is it is it's very hitchcock i've seen um a handful of um foreign films probably not as many as i should i've only really seen the ones that get pushed our way so the which is generally the better ones and the more popular ones the, the oscar winners yeah. yeah you generally with foreign films it's they're not as accessible as, as other ones. Uh, and you do only get like like these ones and uh, the other ones I've seen, which I can't actually think of any right now. Um, it was a, When I watched it, like, I think the same with, with you, K-Dog. I, with this film, I, I, don't, I don't dislike it. 
but I don't particularly think it's very, I don't particularly like it. So I'm a bit in the middle ground of where I don't know how I feel about this and not as in a way as I can, um, I can say really good things about it or say really bad things about it. This is one of the films in a while where I've watched it and went, you know what? I don't actually want to talk about this on the podcast. So hopefully we can, we can change that. Um, but yeah, um, I'm a bit un- unsure about this one because I've seen some, the other foreign films I've seen have been really good. It's very, it's very European, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's very, the atmosphere, the pace, yeah. the, the filmmaking, I mean, it's very different to the things we've, we, we're used to watching and things we've watched on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like the opening. Um, I mean, we'll get into this in a minute, but it's, it's just how, how it's like the interrogation and then cut into the classroom. I was like, I love that aspect of it and the concept of it. I think you could build a film just off that and flash flashing forward and, and teaching these people how that's done. But then after that, it, it, it didn't really have any of that. And it was just, I'm going to sit and watch. And in the end, there wasn't really much they could find. And he, the main character, you know, he was very, at the beginning, it was very, you could see he was very strict. He, he was, you know, he was working for who he was working for and he's by the rules and he's, he's out to catch people. And then he just changes. Yes, like say, Kid Og, it's, it changed because of the art and, and uh, the actress. And, and But I, I just feel like the, that it just happened straight away and he, actually, he was just going to, yeah, I'm going to completely change my character, which I've you've kind of set up in the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, that, that's, I had some notes on that as well. But why don't, Rich, tell us how you, what you thought and then we'll talk about uh, the characters. It's funny this, because I feel exactly the same as you two. It's like, I, I don't necessarily think this is a bad film, but I wasn't particularly entertained when I was watching it. There's some bits that I was like, ooh, that's clever. Oh, that, that twist finally came full circle. Oh, that, that's a pretty looking shot. And oh, this is a good performance. And it's all like, does all these things really well mm-hmm. separately, but as like just an executed film, I was I was just a bit... Yeah, I mean, a bit disappointed with it. I don't know. Maybe it's just a little bit too slow. I'm I'm not really into the the slow paced like espionage sort of films. Um, I mean, we, no, I, this is probably closely to like a, an episode of Columbo or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Obviously, it it probably doesn't help that it's a slow film, but it's also a German film, so I'm I'm watching subtitles the whole time, so you really got to concentrate. Some, sometimes I feel like with with foreign films that helps though, because you forget about everything else that's going on, and because you concentrated so much. Yeah. But with this, it just it just didn't help. Like I don't I don't necessarily think this is a bad film, and I understand why people would really like it. Um, but I think I, this is the only film I've watched where I feel like it's just my taste that gets in the way of this of this movie. I don't think it's necessarily bad at all. I think the writing's really good. The direction and performance is really good. It's a wicked looking film and it's it it certainly looks like 1980s East Berlin. And there's a lot of different characters all doing different things and there's a lot of payoff. But all of that still didn't make us enjoy it weirdly. Yeah, I know. I mean, we, I suppose we, we get a little bit spoilt with espionage films because Mission Impossible espionage yeah. And that's you know full. That's got full, some kick-ass fight scenes as well. It has, and I think, and, and that's one of that's our espionage films, like James Bond. Yeah, it's action, and obviously this is just very slow. And like you said, those those elements when he is watching them and just um, he's trying to catch them out, and then he's you know he's kind of changing his mind, and he's I kind of I, I do like that, and I do like the surveillance size side, but it just I don't know, it it was a little bit 
okay, can we get get to the point? And then even at the end, um, we didn't really get to a point. It just the the end. You know, there was about six years that went by in you know in about t- five minutes, and there was about three different scenes with within different six years, and kind of just wrapped up. So yeah, should, should we talk about the story then? So. What I appreciate about the story, which is about a, a Stasi member, I don't know, developing a heart, I suppose. Um, but what I appreciated about the film is that it, you didn't really require the audience to understand or have any prior knowledge of how East Germany worked in that time. Mm-hmm. It's like hinted on, but I, my knowledge of that is very hazy, but I still understood what was going on, you know? So I, I like the fact that it was still worked on that emotional level without... Having having to know who the Stasi were, what is what was happening in East Germany at the time, um, kind of the context around it, mm-hmm. it probably helps if you do. Yeah, um, yeah, it will. I think what I, I, I felt like most about this is because the th- you know one of the themes of this film is is that it's interrogation and it's almost like detective mm-hmm. type work. Mm-hmm. I felt when I was watching it that I was a detective, mm-hmm. and. When you notice things like the they give you information, this probably might be more direction rather than writing, but the they give you information on um, the seat cushion at the beginning, where they they tell them to rest on the palms, and then that gives them a scent in case they you know run off or try mm-hmm. to climb the wall or something. And then twenty minutes later, when he when the let's say um, headphones, let's call them headphones because I don't know what his real name is. Uh, Captain Headphones, yeah, that guy, Baldy Headphones man. Mm-hmm. When he obviously goes into the interrogation room and you think he's going to get interrogated, you notice that there's no seat cushion. Mm-hmm. And there's like these other things, and obviously the big payoff right at the end with the the red smudge. Um, yeah. I just felt like I was being a detective the whole time. Yeah. Um, and it felt a little bit more like those detective video games rather than rather than like a piece of entertainment. Yeah, I mean, there was we've there was really good things in the story as well. There was there was there was elements like I says I really liked the beginning I loved that concept of like he's teaching he's he's doing the interrogation and he's teaching it yeah you know he's, the characters set up really well I thought wow this is it's going to be like this you know it's the the setup right at the beginning is exactly the same as Red as the Lost Ark yeah it is uh, <laughs> it's like one guy and he's a, he's a professor and then his yeah, mate comes it's, in <laughs> oh it's exactly the same and and with this film as well you know two thousand and six it like says it feels like like a seventies film yeah. Which, which is which is about right because nineteen eighties yeah, Berlin, Berlin or yeah. East, Berlin East Berlin was yeah. probably more like the nineteen seventies anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with, with the with the story, I really like 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 certain elements. Um, you know, the writer and him like figuring out kind of who he is. And um, I was a bit lost at the beginning of that. Why yeah. why were the after the the writer? Is that because he was one of he's an artist and. Partly he had because, a, a tail or something. Partly because he was an artist, but um, the uh, governor guy, the yeah. fat guy, was obviously seeing his girlfriend. Yeah. So the governor guy wanted to monitor the artist because he wants to control the woman. Oh, uh, okay. So, you know, there was that that kind of dynamic, and we've definitely seen that that before. Um, so, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of like people. Right, he's after him, and then he's after him because of her, and then you're like, by the time you get to that, you. You forty minutes into the film and you've just realised and I'm still trying to catch up with subtitles. So, with and pausing it every so long when the when they're too quick because you know yeah sometimes you have to. Um, 
And so, yeah, I mean, there were certain elements of the story. I really liked the end with the smudge. I thought that was... A, a, it was a decent payoff. Yeah, it was a nice subtle... I felt like there was a... Like you say, there's there's these... Uh, there's a lot of things that get paid off about any every 20 minutes or every mm. 15 minutes. You know, the things like the hide the typewriter and then she she starts to say, oh, no, it's, it's here. Yeah. But we don't see a bald headphones man go in and take the typewriter. No, you we see, just see him in the corner and he's hiding. We see him right at the last minute. And, and then, then as he turns, he, uh, he, he puts something behind his back. As he turns, as the door closes and then it gets a little bit frosted, the glass, you just see him holding just something. Yeah. But it's like, it's very subtle and I like that. And because the good thing about that is right at the beginning of the film, we, we understand the architecture of the building mm-hmm. because of people... Uh, going down and locking the main gate and yep, stuff earlier a on. Times and obviously he he uh, he locks it and presses. No, he presses the buzzer. So obviously, uh, so he has to go down and see see and, the and governor and the, the girlfriend yeah. and, and things like that. So there's a lot of things set up in the geography with that. It works really well within the story. If you didn't have that, you would go, oh, well, how did he know that was there and and stuff. So it's good that all that's set up. But I, I feel like. There's definitely elements I would probably take from this film, from the story, and kind of incorporate into another. But there's little bite-sized bits. It feels like a lot of short films. Yeah. In a way. Um, but yeah, K Dog. K Dog, what do you think in terms of writing? I thought the writing was good. I think you knew, I, like I say, I think each character was set up very well. The introduction with him in the interrogation in the classroom, you you knew who he was. What did you think of his arc? I wasn't I wasn't too convinced by his arc because You mean uh, bald I, headphones? Goodness yeah. Me. Um, well, um, I, I, I think was I don't know if he was because he the the Stasi were a lot more evil than he was presented out in in the film. I think they should have set up as him doing a lot more worse worse things than what he was doing. He was doing pretty bad stuff. But you've because you just, just keeping someone it, awake for twenty four hours. Or bad it? <laughs> but I think that was like a blip on what, hours. They were, what they were actually doing you know I, I, do you know how the other guy his friend his colleague he was like he was a worse version of him right mm-hmm. I don't know whether it would have been a bigger payoff if we if he was set up to be a, a worse person yeah I mean because he he just Cause he was just kind of he, he just, was just kind of yeah. I don't know he it, was just very stoic and subdued and quiet the whole way through um, well, he doesn't even, you know, when he, when he does decide not to like tell on them, I'm basically just gonna because you know he doesn't he doesn't write the right information down and tell his boss what's been going on. I just I, I was just like, have you already changed? Like halfway through, I was like, have you already been doing this the entire time? Because I haven't seen any change in you. There was a There's very, small element right at the beginning when he's um, playing some music on the piano. He starts to cry, and one of the things yeah. with East Berlin is that the the uh, didn't used to release a lot of Western music, mm-hmm. and so you wouldn't be able to hear it unless you can play it on the piano yourself. Oh, right, okay. But yeah, so like you of- say, he wasn't really. There was not enough contrast. He's kind of just this like random dude who has no personality, mm-hmm. and then starts to become, let's say, a good guy. Yeah, but there was there was there there was a few scenes which I liked to show his to like show his transformation, which is one was when he started to cry, and then he stole his book. Um, mm-hmm. which is a, 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 a uh, and then when he meets one of my favorite scenes if not my favorite scene was when he the kid is in the lift with him and then the kid says something to like 
Grasshopper's dad about being an enemy, of the, enemy, of, the, of, the, yeah. enemy of the state. And then he's just about to ask him what his dad was called. And then he stopped himself and asked what his ball was called. And I thought that was a great, I thought it was a great scene. It's like, it's the, sh- the scene where he probably switches, right? Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. first time he does something, what he shouldn't do. So the, those elements are in there, but maybe because we don't see him as mega evil guy yeah. at the start. There's just no but contrast. I think, I think it's very subtle and I think it's a really good example of show not tell as well. They don't say explicitly that he's changed. They just they just present you with scenes that hopefully you draw those conclusions, right? Well, I think that character was written in so the audience can listen in as well because it's it's all from the perspective of the bugged room. For most yeah. of it, at least. Mm-hmm. So maybe the bald headphones guy is just a vessel for us to also listen in on something. Yeah. Just so it's happens called Weisler. That. I mean, I mean, with 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 the writing as well. With, Who bald headphones guy? Yeah. yeah. Um, with the writing, when you know they bug this house and they don't find anything until the he's the writer's mate dies, like the older man, um, until he passes away. The other director. Yeah, because he committed suicide and then it was like, okay, all these statistics come out and I'm going to write about them. And I just I just feel like that was a... Then they could start... Then he could start finding out information about what they're actually doing. And at that point, he's just like, no, I'm not. So it's not like he delivered a little bit of information. He just went... He found out this big thing and just went, no, I'm not going to going to do it. And I just feel like it was a... Yeah, that, yeah it was like that. It was, it was almost like he just decided... Um, I'm playing for the other team now. Yeah, he just he just took his footy top off and just put, <laughs> and, and put the other colours on, yeah. and it was just like, all right, there we go. I'm playing for the other team, and it's not like I don't think the, the audience was, needs to. It's not like the other team was winning. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know. It, I think I suppose my problem is if they did that in real life. The what I the the little knowledge I know about the Stasi is that he would have been sentenced to death. Like the 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 stakes are huge for for doing for betraying your state like that, and I just don't think the stakes were set up that way. Did you did you get an indication that uh, bald headphones guy was in love with the actress from the I start? I did at the beginning. I thought that was where the the story was going, but yeah, he wasn't. So did I. He was just he was just there wasn't enough in love with And that's the... why he was going along with it because he was trying to protect her the whole time. Yeah, there wasn't yeah, an, there wasn't enough of it at the at the end when he sees her in the bar. Uh, you get a a lot more of that, but we we need. I think you needed a, a little bit more. He needs to be a fan. He needs. He needs. But he wasn't. Yeah. He needs to be like a crazy fan. Like he's obsessed with her, and I didn't yeah. get that fact. Um, he, he he was just kind of meh all the way through. Like again, it's just very very subtle. I think that's the only way to describe this film. It's just very very subtle. It There's is nothing. And I mean, I suppose if they did went big and uh, kind of. You know, he was completely obsessed with her and he was following her all the time. I suppose it would get the same point across of, as what it did, but I've really had to think about it. <laughs> had to, well, I think we've had to work for it. What did you th- should we move on to the directing then? Because mm-hmm. this is the the director, I forgot his name, but this is his debut film. Mm-hmm. So it's quite an impressive debut film. I don't think I can fault the direction in this film. In terms of performance, I think everyone pretty much n- hit a nail on the head. Um, what did you think of the main guy's performance? Because I'm in two minds about it. Because I just feel like he had the same face throughout the whole two and a half hours. <laughs> he did like. You <laughs> might as well just kept co- those headphones on. <laughs> well, there's a lot of really colourful people in this film. And he was just a little bit different. I just thought the reason we're watching this guy in particular um, spying on people is because he is just a slightly weird dude. Yeah, I mean, the job he does is 
you probably have to be that little bit weirder like that. You know, he's got his notebook. He's constantly he knows in his mind. He's he's very good at his job. I got the sense of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he doesn't really show any emotion. Not not too much of it, especially. I mean, there's very very subtlety in his eyes, you know, um, which I, I suppose is very good acting to to convey that cha- that that drastic change by not doing a lot with your face is is quite impressive. Yeah. I don't know how he would have been able to do it any better. Yeah. Like what what was he lacking? I don't think he was lacking anything. No. It's he just played the role that was written in the script and I think he played it really well. Like if he if he started like doing star jumps and that, you'd be like, "What well, this is clearly not that character." <laughs> so the director apparently got the the idea for the film when he was in film class. I think he studied film. And then he read, let me get the quote, he read um, uh, a remark from Lenin about Beethoven's, uh, one of Beethoven's pieces. And Lenin said, if I keep listening to it, I won't finish the revolution. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that sparked the idea to write the script. Yeah, that, and line, I think he just, that like, line's in the film, isn't it? So. Yeah. And yeah, he said he suddenly had an image in his mind of a person sitting in a depressing room with earphones on his head and listening to what he supposes is the enemy of the state and the enemy of his ideas and what he was really hearing is beautiful music that touches him. I sat down and in a couple of hours I had written the script. Oh, wow. I mean, I suppose that, that sums it up exactly. And I suppose him listening to, into these two people's lives, these artists' lives, talking about you know, art and poetry and whatever else. That, I mean, you don't really hear too much of that, but I imagine that's a lot of the stuff that he was hearing um, into their world. I can I can see how that can change. It's just we we didn't really see that. We didn't, you know, we didn't see hear hear a lot about what he was talking. It's the, about. It was a subtext, wasn't it? Of the film. Yeah, it was. It was a subtext. It's just. Uh, uh, it might be the foreign language thing and things like that. It might have just had to be like said a little bit more in this. Uh, but I suppose we've we'll figured that out now, <laughs> so that's always good. <laughs> what do yeah. you think about cinematography then? It's very muted. There's not a lot of color in this. I, I, I think there's hardly any primary colors used. Um, it does create a, you know, a certain atmosphere, like a somber atmosphere. Yeah. It certainly looks like the Eastern Bloc, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot. It, it, um. A lot of the time, it's it's daylight coming through the big windows of the house and the flat, um, which is which is really nice when you when you see the couple together and you're seeing that. But then when you're upstairs in the loft, it's just like one top hard light on him. Lots of contrast from above because he's got his headphones in, um, sitting in the dark, sitting in the dark. Uh, there's a there's a lot of um, it's quite contrasty I feel and between the, the, the there's always like a bright light source generally on the person's face it's you know uh so there's a lot of contrast between that um, there's a lot of facial ex- you know they, they rely a lot on facial expressions and close-ups on this so i think the lighting has to be spot on yeah um, to get that like i said the, like you said the color the color tones i really like in this i feel like you could even put add a little bit of green more green to this to make it really really gritty uh obviously it was probably shot on film i think i can look into it but it looks like it um 2006 probably probably yeah. um, and uh, it, shot in a Morphic 
Yeah, it was short and morphic. It was you could tell, especially in the, the smaller spaces, you could you could see that. And it looks it, look, it looks really good. It looks like an espionage film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cinematography of this film, I really can't fault any of it. Like, obviously, they, they didn't go for any sort of like crazy camera moves or anything. But the film is slow and subtle and drab, and it does slow and subtle and drab and makes it look as pretty as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have noticed that the the color design. Um, it's probably more art direction than cinematography, but uh, all of the things that they've stole from the West all have a lot of colour, and they don't. Mm. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously things like the the GDR uniforms are all grey. Yeah, I think I think some of the books and stuff from the other side, it's it's like the, they're all the, bright, like the yellow one, like that he steals. Yeah, uh, I suppose the the red, the, the red touch, the red fingerprint. Yep. That's a nice. Uh, I can't remember seeing any red. Um, other than that, which is a nice symbol of a symbol of hope, I suppose. Yeah, so lots of greens, lots of browns, uh, and lots of uh, obviously all of the equipment as well really helps because that's all like silvers and it's uh, of a certain time and in the era. Um, and it looks it looks really good. It, it's all, all yeah. There's there's nothing there's nothing out there. There's nothing too bombastic. It kind of does the job, right? It does does what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. This is not Mr. Bombastic. It's not bombastic. <laughs> not bombastic. Well, I'll tell you what is bombastic. The visual effects in this. Did you know that headphones bald guy is a completely CG character? Whoa, I did not know that. Um, that's, yeah. He died a year after the film came out. I just checked. I edited. Bring, <laughs> bring the I mood just, down. Yeah, I know. I just checked. It was. Yeah, he got nominated for BAFTA as well. All right, what do you what do you reckon on the editing in this film? Then, I mean, uh, it's a very slow pace. Obviously, I think it's like an hour, a two two hours seventeen for the pace. Um, I think for a film like this, I've, it could have been longer. To be fair, I've seen films with this type of themes that are, that drag it out even more. So you know, I think it did glad okay. It wasn't. To, yeah, I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad it wasn't longer. Um, I'll tell you what I really like with the editing. Um, there was one bit in particular, and that's where the perspective we have is bald headphones man, and he's obviously listening in on this boat house. So this is the perspective he's telling the story at this point. What I really liked um, about thirty minutes into the film is that we get that perspective. We get to see these people in in the apartment, but obviously he leaves. And the other guy takes over. So we don't know what's been going on after that point until he goes and reads the report again. Mm, yeah. And then we get filled in as he does. Yep. And I thought that was a really good way of doing it. And as I was that- watching it, I was thinking, all right, so is the perspective going to be this all the time? It wasn't It wasn't totally strict, but I like the way that it played on him narrating it. Yeah. And then we went back and got to watch it all again. Yeah, it, was, it was an interesting way to, to, it was a clever way of delivering everything we've missed because he's miss. Yeah. Because so, then they yeah. played it like a videotape, didn't they? They played like a, a little montage of what yeah. he, what he missed, um, with lots of fade fading in and out of um, each other. I mean, one one thing they could have played on as well with that is again, it's the person who's listens perspective. Obviously, he's been trained to do surveillance and uh, and, and make reports, but it's uh, the wording can be. It's probably different from each person. It'll be very different. So did, the, the did way you pick up? Did you pick up this one scene? I think I might be even imagining it or I missed, <laughs> missed saw it. But there's a scene where they, they first are in the apartment and she's she's already in the apartment. He goes back after playing football with the kids. Was there like a POV shot where they just looked both looked down the lens? 
Uh, Did you pick that up? I think there's a shot where well, he'll she, look down the lens. she might look down the Piers, lens. Pierce Brosnan and uh, the girlfriend <laughs> and the actress. <laughs> Yeah, Pierce Brosnan and the girlfriend, they both, they look at each other, like they greet each other, and then it's just it's looking to be, down the lens. Yeah, both of them are looking down the lens, then it just goes back to normal, I think and I don't know if I, I imagined that. I think that there's a shot where she does, I remember. Uh, one thing that blo- broke the 180, uh, <laughs> during that, uh, the when in the, the diner, not diner, it's like the cafeteria in the building, it's all over the place. Um, oh, they do, don't they? Yeah, yeah it's, it's all over. It's, it is all over because I kept counting. I'm <laughs> um, trying to concentrate, counting while I was trying to concentrate on the subtitles at the same time. I had to pause it a few times. Well, I was, I couldn't see what the film was because I was too busy reading it as quick as I could. Yeah, no, the, the, it was like, it was jumping all over the place. It didn't need to be either. So, because the both angles looked all right. Yeah. I thought, oh, this established it again. Nope. Nope. Broke it. Nope. Got it wrong. Yep. Oh, keep keep that's doing a shame. it. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm unsure about. I'm sure she looks down the camera at one point. There's so definitely I, some times when they do, and it, it took me out of it to be honest, because I'm talking about it now. Like when they did it, I was like, "Oh, that's a bit weird," because yeah. they didn't they didn't maintain it. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of like little bits like that where the, it wasn't consistent throughout the the film. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about art direction then. So we've we've we've. We've, we've grasped a little bit on production design when you say about the um the technology in the loft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, like the cars are all um like USSR cars, mm-hmm. and all of the color design, all of the costume design, it felt very authentic. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the apartment, the artist's apartment? I would love to live there. <laughs> it was massive. Wasn't it? That's that's your yeah. your style, that Nick. Well, it was, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like it was very open. It was very freeing. Uh, you know, he had all of his work there, his art, and that's wh- that's where he worked. What I liked about it was that Warm. it was really messy. Yeah, it was lived in. Yeah, it was it was warmer than everywhere else because everywhere else is concrete. Yep, and grey. Mm-hmm. His was warm and messy, and it was it was a little bit of. West Berlin, inside East Berlin. Yeah, it was. Um, if if we talk about uh, the guy with the headphones' his apartment, that yeah. was very, kind of looked a little Ikea-y. Like, it was standard furniture. It was all the same colour. You know, there wasn't anything bright and out there. Yeah. Don't well, see- that's representation of their ideologies, isn't yeah, it? He's it is. more so, right-wing so the con- and kind of conservative in his style. Yeah, the contrast between the two flats. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's colours. Yeah. And that of one, and it's like I would, I would live in his flat. I imagine that costs an absolute fortune in the middle of Berlin. But well, we'll get the sound design in a second. The one thing I've been recording uh, footstep sound effects. <laughs> um, the last few days feels like I've been doing it for the last like month. <laughs> and um, when I was watching it, the only thing I could hear the whole time was footstep sound effects. All of the exteriors sounds really good because mm-hmm. they're all they're like these really like echoey concrete like tappy taps between the buildings. But his flat, right? They need to put some new floorboards down because it is so <laughs> creaky. Yeah. Honestly, as soon as I noticed it, I'm like, oh, this That's is so annoying. And it kind of ruined the the little bit, you know, the floorboard that he hides the typewriter in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that would be a creaky one. Not be the creakiest. Yeah, and you would if they like stepped over it and it was creaky, and then one of the guys looked down. <gasps> yes, What's down something here? like that. And then he's got a bead of sweat coming down his forehead, and you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a Hitchcock uh, move. <laughs> yeah, um, but just a lot of 
It's a lot of creaky floorboards. A lot of creaks. Yeah. But I think it sounded quite good. I don't think it sounded amazing. Didn't sound bad. I think there was... There but was a- it's not quite the sound of like a transformer transforming. <laughs> no. I think there was a couple of sounds that they might have missed out. I'm just- I only watched this overnight and I'm struggling to think. I think there was like, I noticed someone put a cup down on the table and there just, just wasn't no, no, noise. no noise. And I was like, right. oh. like that's that's quite simple. And it was like a glass cup. Oh, and yeah. you, would, you would hear it. So that kind of took us out. So I feel, I feel like it's either just a, someone's just missed it or, you know, I didn't have a sound turn. I, I like the sound of the, uh, I like the sound of the typewriter. Typewriters make a good noise. Yeah, they do. That's how I've gotten that. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Typewriters make good noise. Well, let's talk a little bit about the soundtrack. I'll just I'll play one of the songs here. Okay, dog, you won't be able to hear it, but um, you just I pretend. I can imagine it. Yeah. I like um, the soundtrack. I think it, it really added to the film. Like, it, it's got that eerie, eerie background music, right? That soundtrack. And then I really like that piano piece that he, um, he got given from his for his birthday and then he played. Yeah. Um, I think it really added to that, that somber atmosphere. And it was well used. Are you playing it now? Yeah, we're currently um, playing it now. I can only agree with you. I yeah. think it's completely fit for purpose. I don't think it... Um, there's, there isn't like a noticeable motif in it. And I quite like when you've got a theme and it's like, oh, it's from that. Especially for um, an espionage film. You, you kind of get that, you know, little motif throughout. Yeah. Uh, and then, you, you know, it's the main part where generally Tom Cruise is running. <laughs> Um, which yeah, is one most thing. Of the one film. thing that was missed out of this was, I don't know, Tom some Cruise sort of running. theme tune where it would be like, like, like dun 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 dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like just something like that. But yeah, there wasn't that wasn't quite there. No, because it would be more like dun 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 because it's weird, you know, this, it, this film's a lot slower than. <laughs> so it would be it would be a uh, headphones bald guy walking and then it would be dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> yeah it would just be, it would just be really slow <laughs> maybe it's like a dun every 30 seconds or something um, but yeah the music's nice because I mean we're playing it right now Kidar can't hear it because he's on the line but um, <laughs> it, it's it certainly builds up suspense doesn't it I could, I could listen to this and like write if I was writing an espionage film would, would you have your headphones in <laughs> I would yeah in the loft Nah, it's Would it be on a typewriter? It's a bit dusty up there. With with red, a red typeface. Oh, couldn't read red typeface all the time. Right, I'll just fade this back out again. Oh, yeah, it's it's really bringing like it. up and I'm fading it out. It's going to sound so bad. Um, yeah. So, how would you do it differently? Oh, uh, mate, I really don't know. I was thinking about this. I'm like, this is the one thing that I want to answer, and uh, I I can't because I don't think there's anything all that wrong with this film. There's, there's not- nothing I would change that I would honestly feel like would improve it. I think this film is just not for me. Yeah, you know what? It's it, it's a shame because an espionage film and the type of era and the time, we've seen a lot of stuff within that world. You know, The Man From U.N.C.L.E., which came out a couple of years ago, was similar timing and things. See, and I think it's better than The Man From U.N.C.L.E. Okay. Like, that is a lot more of a fun film. Yeah, that's more, that's more towards the Mission Impossible type style of yeah, films. Yeah, but I think I enjoyed this more because of... Like the authentic nature mm-hmm. of of East Berlin, and I I, I quite like all of that, um, mm-hmm. GDR sort of stuff. It's a little bit of history, yeah. and it's a little bit of history for just a couple of years as well. Um, yeah, but oh, you know what I would change? 
like you say, right at the end, the last 15 minutes where it's like two years later, four years later, yeah. six years later. Mm. Well, you know, you started off, he was bald. <laughs> he can't get any more bald. Yeah. So it didn't look like he was getting any older. Nah, it was just five minutes. Um, how I would do it differently is I would do, you know, when you, the interrogation at the beginning and then he's teaching the class, I would uh, stop the film there, get rid of everything else. <laughs> and then just do more of that, right? <laughs> more. I, no, I, I did like this. I like it says. So you would you would want this film to be more about Espionage. a guy teaching someone how to interrogate. Yeah, and, you, and it's you, all about interrogation. Well, you, you're learning about his past, so you could set it 20, 30 years ago. Oh, now yeah. he's a little. He's he's an older man, and we're learning about that. But then his past comes to his present, and then Catches he's got. Up. But then he's got to remember about a case, and he's teaching it. <gasps> and so it's basically, you just want a different film. <laughs> I mean, so yes. you would, the I thing mean, you would change is um, the fundamentals yeah, of this movie. movie. <laughs> no, the thing is, like I said, Rich, I, I really, I like this film. I like the way it is. Um, there were some really good points in it that I, I, I think you could take elements it's from. Cer- it. It's certainly a film that you could put on and then break down and have a lot of fun trying to break it down. Yeah, if you if you really like um, like the Hitchcock type style films and stuff, I think you'll really, really like this. So, so what is it about this? Cause well, the Hitchcock films that I've seen and we've done some on the, on the podcast, I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. What, what is it about this film that just didn't quite hit those points? Well, too sure. Cause Hitchcock's, you know, it's, it's the slow burn. I think, it's... I think Hitchcock's more deliberate. Um... The moments that uh, you're building up to are a big of a bang. But yeah. Because okay. We, you know his stakes are bigger. Yeah, his quote is, um, um, "It's not about the bang; it's about the build-up to it." Because the bang yeah. is just like. It's- so you you know what I would change? I would, I would get bald headphones, man, <laughs> and I would make him a lot more scared to be taken to a I don't know the gulags. Yeah. Because yeah. one of one of his mates or something should have been taken away. And the consequences and, are and, shown and to him. He realised yeah. that and the, the stakes need to be higher because really, he just doesn't seem all that bothered about what he's doing. He's just like, ah, it's fine. I'm just bald man. I'm headphones and just getting on with me day. Well, even when they say like, oh, you're just going to be opening letters for the for the next 20 years and then it's four years later and he's just opening letters and he's like, oh, Yeah, no. And it's like, <laughs> if he had a full head of hair at the beginning and he was bald... Then it would have been like, well, that's that's the responsibility of, uh, you know, steaming letters for four years. <laughs> you that's, lose your hair. Yeah. You lose and, your hair. And Too also, much moisture. He, yeah. But Curly. also, he didn't. <laughs> he loved curly ass. <laughs> Go on then, kid. I'll what you say. No, but all of this, he, I'm just thinking about it now. Nothing bad happened to him. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. He got he got away with it. He He got to be the hero without sacrificing anything. Sorry, we just we're gonna have a technical uh, I can't hear a thing like <laughs> can you, can you uh, hear this, me? This machine is uh If you would like to sponsor we might, the we might podcast, start uh, Patreon soon because uh this all this kit's falling apart. K Dog, say that again for just us two. <laughs> <laughs> we, no, I was just gonna say he didn't he, he he was the hero of the story, but he didn't sacrifice anything. Like he got away with it. He wasn't banished. He wasn't sentenced to death. He wasn't. Um, he didn't lose his friends or his job. He didn't see um, the woman. That just oh. fell because of the politics at the time. So if but, he was more in love with the actress, yeah, that's what's the missing. stakes would have been higher. Yep. 
But we we didn't or we didn't establish that end, he was obsessed. It's, it's, yeah, because he could have been secretly obsessed. It's, it's that forbidden love, yeah, like, which which is a, a the stories being told for the last forever. The forbidden fruit, the forbidden love, what you can't do, and that's and he's what almost, this is missing. At first, it feels like oh, this guy's taking advantage of his position, mm-hmm. and he's spying, and you know he he could have been the one that was was trying to because find he's a trap. He's creepy, so yeah. make him creepy. Like yeah. the, the way he looks, the way he sounds, the way he acts. He everything. could he could have been yeah. Because because, because then you you're not you're like oh this guy's a little bit creepy but I just want him to be happy. That's the best character because you know you shouldn't like the technically bad guy. But yeah. you want him to succeed. If you get so that, so you right, would have made Pierce Brosnan um, a worse guy. Well, I or th- maybe maybe like a, like a bit of a knobhead. He doesn't well, have to be a bad guy. The thing is, because if you well, if you like him a little bit more, then it's he is a bad guy. Because you're like, I really should like this guy because yeah. he's a nice guy. But I really want the bad guy to take the girl. So it, what what could happen, right? So we're on we're on Baldy Headphones team <laughs> at the beginning, right? Yeah. Forbidden love. He's in love with this girl. Yeah. His position in the uh, in the GDR's secret police, he uh, takes advantage of that and he starts to spy on Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. And you know, at first he's he's trying to find things so he can so he can sort of get him out the picture, only for him to figure out that super old dude. Yes, uh, who starts like feeling her up and raping governor, her yeah. and that. Yeah. So then he's like. Oh, okay. So this guy's only trying to help the person who I love. I'm gonna. I'm now I in the position. I'm gonna let these people get to the west. Yeah, because now I can make her safe. If I can't have her, I can make her safe. And even if there she doesn't go. know that, that's a much better movie. It is. You yeah. both just rewrote different films, though. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. that's what I would do differently. Yeah. That's a good film. You should write that. <laughs> what's what's that bit in the film? Right, I'll tell you. There was there was two particular moments I really liked in the film. The first one was at the dinner hall, where the other guy was making a joke, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna tell on you." Yeah. And then they laughed at him. That was a fun bit of comic relief there. Mm-hmm. And it also showed that um, mustache guy. Did he have a mustache? Yeah, he did. Mustache guy was was a bit of a it was a thin bit of mustache. a jaw guy. He was a bit of a bit of a knobhead, see- basically. Mm-hmm. Did you see that when in the scene where the steaming open? Envelopes. That was the joke guy that was doing it. Did you notice that? Yeah, he was oh, in, yeah, he was behind in the background, him. Yeah. yeah. So that the payoff there was that that joke did um, was cause of detriment to, to his steam career. Envelopes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There was a there was a moment in the film I can't remember, but there was a there was a bit in it where oh it was a bit with the car wasn't it, and they were going to try to figure out if they were bugged by. Mm. By talking in the in the flat, oh, yeah, and, and up a, like give them bait, sending yeah. the yeah. car over to the west and seeing if if they if they got it um, seized. Yeah, and obviously this is when bald headphones is like, not today. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get you're gonna get a pass today, and it kind of ruined the whole thing. And it's like, ah oh, man, he's just trying to be a nice guy. Give them a pass. Well, I thought, and it sort of ruined their plan. I I thought. He was he was doing that so right and this crime is not big enough to catch you so but I know you're up to something so I'm gonna let you go with this one and I'm gonna get you on the the bigger crime but then he doesn't then he changes after that point he's like no no I'm I'm not no gonna. that was the moment that he the way I read that that was the moment that he did something wrong like he he refused to like that was the the moment when he started changing as a character yeah that was when he was he, he was on the side of the West he was like okay. 
I'm just going to give you a free pass and I'm going to let you go through there without, because they were talking about a Mm -hmm. son hiding on the back seat or something. Yeah, it was all. And they just wanted to visit. You can't visit. Yeah. Um, Especially in like 1985, there was like no visits for a long time. See, see, I feel like that scene should just be like, I can't catch you now. I can get you on something bigger later. Uh, And then in between that, I would go, then you see more of him falling in love with, you know, obviously this is not the film, but falling in love with a girl. And then he goes, when the big thing comes along, he says no to it. I'm not going to put it down. Um, so I read that differently. I did. I don't know when he changed. Well, they he didn't know that they were using that as a way to figure out if they were being bugged. Yeah, that's true. So it ruined their chance to figure out if they were bugged by him doing another good thing. But that good deed actually ruined their plan. Yeah. So he kind of got in the way. Uh, I got lost in there somewhere, I think. Yeah, there's a, there's quite a bit to this, isn't there? Yeah. All right, well, what was it, 2006 this came out? Yeah. Yeah. Ha- has it aged? It's, uh, what, 10, 13 years old? I mean, it's set in the... 1985. 1985, so it, lo- it looks like the 1985. I mean, the cinematography and the styles and the costumes all look like that. Yeah. Um, it's probably shot on film, feels like film. Yeah. Shot yeah. anamorphic. Yep. Yeah. Um... No, because it's obviously in that certain decade, and there aren't any, um, like, um, like really modern, uh, tropes to films. You know, like there isn't a like like a parkour sequence. Yeah, yeah. If there was a parkour sequence, that obviously we'd be like, oh well, that's obviously the early two thousand two thousand six. Or like we started walking around and had like a fidget spinner or something. You might be like, <laughs> eh? what is going on here? I mean, no. Or like they start I mean, dabbing or something. Oh, God, don't get... St- oh, that's awful. Do you see that? Um, I'm going to... This is not about the film, but you see, you know, there's uh, pictures from, like, the past and there's, like, a guy with a T-shirt on and it's, like, the 1930s and, like, you shouldn't have a T-shirt on in the same right. time travels. There's a, um, there's a shot of someone, like, in the 1940s uh, on a boat going out to war in his full uniform and it's leaving the harbour and he's, like, dabbing. On the back uh-huh. of the point, this, uh, yeah, right. the caption was just like, God, these tra- time travellers are just taking the mic now. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's class. I thought about this this morning. One bad thing about time travel would be like, if you had loads of money, and I wanted to go back and spend all that money now, or like stick it in the bank or something, I would have to obviously find money from like the 1950s. Or, I mean, it's a bit difficult now because of like new pence and stuff, you but imagine just- we stayed in the same currency. Um... And most of the the coins and stuff that I've got are from like two thousand and like fourteen. Yeah, you use them, yeah. So I'm thinking, does does the world or the government know about time travel? And they're just like, no, we're not doing any time travel inflation. Every year we're going to come out with a new currency, and <laughs> yeah, whenever yeah, we get old it, coinage, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna redistribute I mean, it. So like Marty McFly and Doc Brown wouldn't be able to get all the money they've got now and take it back in time. I mean, what you could do with the time travel to is you would have to find some money, in, like you said, in the past or some form of like something you can trade so you can take it back and then trade it and then get money. I mean, you would just... Like in- cigarettes. Yeah. Then you would just invest it. You would go to like where the set up Apple, Steve Jobs' um, garage and just knock on the garage. Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> I just knock on the... I wonder if that came through. Yeah, knock on the garage. Steve. I've heard you need some investment in this computer thing. You're a time traveller. Can I invest? And he's like, are you? I'm, I'm Bill Wazzy or whatever he's called. And that's how they met. And he, he was a time traveller. 
Bill Wazzy. I don't know what's it's not like like Steve Wozniak or something. Right, something like that. Bill Wazzy sounds much Bill, better. That's my time traveling name. <laughs> Bill, what's your name? Bill, Bill Wozzy. And then then I've, I'm it's changed already. Yeah, I've been back a couple of times since then. Um, All right. So this film, <laughs> yeah, um, is it in the Matrix? Okay, no. dog. Is it in the Matrix? Um, I suppose you could go the. No, it's not. I can't think of anything. No, they wouldn't have learned anything from this. No. No, you know, any training program that Cypher or Tank in ever wrote, wrote, they would be like, what are you doing? This this I is a rubbish you, training exercise. You, Why am you, I here? Yeah. You could say that a bald headphones guy is the equivalent of, you know, the agents and trying to keep control of everyone in, in the house. Uh, but no, I don't know. It's not in the Merricks. Um <laughs> Objectively, no. Um, I mean, they could have a... I think I just say this every week. It's just... It's a version of the Matrix um, and they've split off the the population to see how they cope with it with a wall in the middle and then it's just a <laughs> test. But I think I'll just say it's a simulation. It's one of the versions of the simulation. Ever. I think I've said this 57 times. So, um, no, it's not. Yeah, I don't think it's in the Matrix either. Okay. It's very difficult to find, find some sort of Matrixy thing for this film, mm-hmm. which, you know, it just makes this a bad movie, really, doesn't it? If it's not in the Matrix, it's a bad movie. <laughs> All right, have you got any um, trivia, fun facts, or fan theories? If you've got any fun facts, make sure they're really fun, because this is this has been one of the one of the saddest episodes in a long time. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, like it says, I wasn't looking forward to doing this after watching it, and that's, I've never had that. But you guys have made it good. I don't do it because the films I do because of you guys this film I just feel like it's just not interesting (laughs) enough it doesn't have enough clear flaws for us to sort of maybe discuss or have a debate or how they can change it but there aren't any spectacular moments in this film that I'm like oh that's a good bit I've got um, I've got like a fact or a goof um, which really yeah which really sums up uh, this film when uh, the uncle is calling from Berlin, the west side, I think obviously when he he was ringing to say that he got through okay, uh, you can see a bus from the public transportation service uh, that was not introduced until mid or late 90s passing the phone booth. Uh, get that Oscar back right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is my fact. That's how, that's how deep they had to go with this. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Let's pick a funny film next year, next week, eh? Right. <laughs> pretty good, that. Yeah. So next week, we're going to be watching a film from 1972, and it's going to be The Godfather, part one. And then, oh, then in a couple of weeks, we're going to do part two. We were going to do them back to back, but it's like seven hours worth of film. I gotta be honest. It's part of our IMDb Top 250 rundown. We're up to what, number two. <laughs> yeah, so we, far. we are up to number two. Number three is Godfather Part Two. And number four is The Dark Knight, which I'm actually uh, looking forward to. Well, when Luca suggested um, The Lives of Others, thank you, Luca, for suggesting that. If anyone wants to suggest a film, let us know. So the plan at the minute is to go down the IMDb list. And then if someone suggests something, we're going to sidestep and, and go yeah, down just, that direction. Just, just like. A- as much as, you know, this episode, we. I mean, we've got an hour out of this so far, so we're doing well, lads. Just, uh, just, just make a, a good film, like <laughs> something, something enjoyable. 
So um, but Luca, if you're listening to this, um, get on Anchor, send us a voicemail, and we'd love to know yeah, your opinion. Yeah, anyone else's thoughts that's in this? Um, just because I don't know too many people that have, and you might have a completely different opinion to what we have, and we might have just missed missed the plot. Who who won the best Oscar for foreign film this year? Was it Shoplifters? Um, Can you remember? No, it was um, Roma. Oh, of course it was Roma. Yeah, yeah. Did Shoplifters was nominated. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Roma was good. Watch that one I if you haven't seen it. Yet. No, I haven't watched it. It's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a Netflix film. Netflix film. First right. one to win. So. First one to win an Oscar. I might be lying, uh, but yes. I think so. <laughs> it's a fact, let's go whether it's let's true go or not, yes. we don't know. But it is a fact. <laughs> if I said it, it might be true. <laughs> well, um, Rob, you put, out a, you put out an Instagram post, didn't you, earlier today, asking for questions. Did you? I haven't seen that. Yeah, I did. Oh, well, you haven't been logging. You've done something. I've done something, yeah. <laughs> um, and we've got, we've got some uh, question and answer bits and some film suggestions or something, don't we? So um, I've got one here from Jack Paulson. <laughs> That's, is, that, is that a real name? Yeah. Oh, Jack, sorry, apologies. Um, just it sounds like a Joe Bloggs, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> so Jack Paulson says, I need an idea for a film. Go. Oh, well, why don't you watch The Godfather? And... Um, we can all discuss well, it well, next he, week. He needs an idea. Oh, to, 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 like, to, to write make, a film. Yeah, yeah, to make a, a film. It was about like well, filming you, and you've things. Give, you've given two ideas there about uh, an yeah, alternative go, go lives of this, others. This film. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we've got a minute to come up with an idea for a film. Three, two, one. All right. You've got a guy. He's a janitor. Mm-hmm. What does he do? What's his special power? Um, he plays not, guitar really well. All right. Guitar he's really a musician. Well. He's janitor by day. I know Musician by night. What happens? Well, someone discovers him and then he becomes famous. That's how the whole musician film comes and have you starts. Seen, have you seen Goodwill, Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, it's just... It's well, the same co- as that, but he plays guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's pretty good. Goodwill shredded. Goodwill <laughs> shredding, aye. Um, Will is good at shredding. Goodwill, just, he's just playing the guitar, I think. <laughs> that's the title that's the worst I kind of good right. Jack Paulson there you go that's... Jack <laughs> try that one go with that one alright Sam Evans now you've definitely made this up no Rob, I haven't Rob, because you've spot Evans wrong <laughs> I haven't well I, I covered it wrong didn't I alright are you sure this is yes. it hi Sam how you doing um, if you weren't pursuing a career in filmmaking what would you be doing or what would you like to do K-Dog, K-Dog. What I'd like to be doing, that's a big question, isn't it? We're We've all, been talking about all... this recently, about you. Yeah, I don't know. I would like, I, I just want to do something creative. I like making things. I, I mean, like creating something from nothing. So I think as long as I was doing something like that, where at the end of the day, something existed that didn't exist at the beginning of the day, I think that's good enough for me. That's pretty good. Nice one. Is that a good answer? Yeah, it's yeah, really good, mate. I, I really do. I like that. Um... Rich, do you want to go? Um, I don't know. I think I would probably just have become like a Call of Duty pro. Yeah, you were pretty good in the, in the day, weren't I you? I had like a 3.4 KD, so... Is that good? That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. You can set up, set up another YouTube channel, Call of Duty. Yeah, I think if I could... I think that's been done. If I could go back in time, <laughs> <Has it? laughs> I probably I would have set up a, like a... Early on. Like a Modern Warfare YouTube channel. Yeah. Being the first one to do like big Let's Plays and that. You would have probably been a millionaire by now. I know. See, I wouldn't need to take the money back. I would just go back in time. <laughs> and, um, I don't know, just like 
all the like the big YouTubers just do all of them. <laughs> Not like sex. I mean, <laughs> do their do their channels. <laughs> You, they're right. getting a real insight into how, how we just talk. This is just what we talk about generally, so... Um, if I wasn't doing that, I don't know. It's a difficult one. I I always... I mean, now that I'm, like, well into the YouTube thing, I feel like I would just want to do, like, another YouTube channel. Maybe not, like... If it's not filmmaking, then maybe, like, review, like... I'm not, like... Like, coats and hiking boots and that. Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty cool. Or, like, like camping, camping kit... Make like a camping kit, like review channel or, where I review products or something. Or like where you 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 go and that kind of like there's a lot of um like craft uh, bushcraft and camping channels and uh, videos yeah. at the minute. The camp, That's, the camp look, <laughs> the camp look. Yeah, uh, camp. no, no. Um, yeah, that, that would be a cool cool channel. Yes, yeah, because you're still creating and, and you have to do it in a very camp way though to make the pun work. <laughs> That's your character. <laughs> cool. What about you, Rob? I would just be. I would. I'll be making something. I kind of, I, I, I did business at uni for business computing for three years, and I could not sit in an office all day and do anything like that. It's that's definitely not me. I would be, I'll be making something. I don't know what it will be. Um, I've always, I've always liked when I was younger. Well, I still work with my dad and uh, like joinery and things like that. Um, I think I would still want to be within the kind of tech side as well because that's what I'm of interest. But it, I would be creating something. I'll be making. Um, whatever that would be, uh, I mean, I've, I put a little bit of electronics t- together today for a prop we we're working on. That that was fun making props. Um, I don't think I could get away from filmmaking. It's something to oh, do with films. He says, uh, he says that's not that's part of the oh, question. Filmmaking, or... I would just be uh, <laughs> I would review films. <laughs> oh. I would I would be a reviewer. I would uh, try and probably. Uh, Would you start a podcast? Probably, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing right now. Uh, no, we are te- we are technically film reviews, right? Yeah, well, so yeah, we- but it's just it's, it's filmmaking on the question. So, yeah, I mean, but I would try and maybe become. I kind of. I'm not. I mean, I'm better at writing than I, I used to be. I'm like a journalist be- of like filmmaking, I might, fil- films, and stuff. I think I would probably just be a model. I mean, <laughs> you look a little bit. You could be uh, Tom Holland stump uh, stump double. Well, but- I, yeah. I'm not very good at stunts, though. <laughs> but well, you could be stunt. One time, I went down a, a steep hill on me um, on me scooter, yeah, and uh, just bailed, mm. and then hit the concrete at the bottom. I um, cried my eyes out. I, I, I was. That's I, the hardest and most fierce stunt I've ever done. I went down a little ramp, sitting on a uh, on, a, on skateboard. a skateboard, and me little finger went <gasps> under the wheel. That's exactly <laughs> what happened to me. Yeah, and there was just blood like squirting out. And a couple of weeks later, like obviously we had to, and, and that day I was going to be going to Wet and Wild, which is like a water park. And you couldn't people. go. Couldn't go because my finger was just like was spurting blood. <laughs> finger was the size of a Kellogg's yeah. fruit winder. But the, you could see through the front of the back of the nail and eventually ah. I just had to like put it in, a couple of weeks later, but this is disgusting and I hope he's still listening, put it in water so my finger was like so soft and I just pulled it off and I didn't have a nail for a while. And then ah. I dislocated that finger later on actually in life. So Ouch. it's not been too good with this right hand. K-Dog, you said uh, you hurt your your little finger on a skateboard. No, that story ex- happened exactly to me. I was going down um, like a ramp on a skateboard, sitting down. There's two people, two of us on it. I was on the back, and then my, you know, when you put your hands on the bottom of the oh, board, oh, and it just God, and it turned. Oh, I can it. It, it just went under the wheel. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, that was painful. Do we have any more questions? Moving on. Yeah, there's someone <laughs> called Bill Watch. You're that's, making these up like. That's not a real name. He says, how tall, really? 
is Christian. Because <laughs> we joke about this quite often. And um, K-Dog, Bill we've just got, wants we've to got know. him on video right now. K-Dog, stand up next to stand that bookshelf. It's, it's a podcast. Yeah, I know, but we'll describe. I'll have to move away from the mic. Yeah, it's fine. We'll just describe. So uh, Christian's about to, he's just about to stand up out of his chair. Uh, oh, and he's just hit the ceiling. <laughs> his head literally touched the ceiling. Um, and he nearly put a hole through it. So uh, Bill, he is extremely... You, you hear yourself there, kid. Oh, you're my head hurts now. So the uh, standard UK What's the weather like room? up there? <laughs> <laughs> Got him! Got him! Normally I say it's raining, spit on them when you're saying that. Oh, that's oh. good. Well, thanks for that, Bill. Um, that's a great question. Yeah, so a standard living room ceiling is like eight feet? Yeah, about eight feet. Um, so you must be, well, you're over eight feet considering you have to crouch to, to stand up. Yeah. No, I mean, he's about eight, eight foot wide as well. He's tall. He's no, a big no, kid, okay, how, how, how tall for Bill? He's asking. If anyone's seen the, the Babadook or like um, Slender Man or yeah, anything, yeah, that's yeah. that's like the horror version of K-Dog. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but like also, also like, you know, he's a good looking guy. The oh, one yeah. from, uh, you know, the Haunting of Hill House, you know, like the really tall ghost with the, um, that floats and he's got a top hat on. Yeah. 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 I think that'll be me as a ghost. Yeah, you could definitely do that. Yeah. Um, um, how tall am I? I'm tall. I, I'm tall. I'm not as tall as I look. Uh, I'm like I six. How tall? <laughs> six three or something. Oh, really? Yeah. You've See? Surely you're taller than that. I'm nearly six foot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, though. Well, 5'11. 5'10. It's six foot, man. 5'11 with those boots on. Uh, with these boots on, I've got them. That's what I wear. You're yeah, bumping your really... head all the time these days, are <laughs> <so> you? <laughs> <laughs> with those platform shoes yeah, you've got yeah, on yeah. Um, cool uh, thanks for that Bill if, uh, um, I've got a question oh here's a good one yeah, we're still doing this I've got a question for the audience <laughs> alright okay right, we're if spinning anyone's, it around if this anyone's is, still listening instead of input we've got output here um, does anyone does anyone actually like like these casual conversations because yeah. usually we we have like a um, uh, what's this called a running order and we usually just stick to it and we'll go on tangents a little bit. But if people find our random ramblings... Uh, random ramblings, there's the name. A bit That's entertaining. Second, second podcast, we can always go on tangents every now and then. We can do like a tidbit tangent and rambly oh ra- rambles. <laughs> you know what? You can present that show because I'll not be able to say that. <laughs> I'll not be able to put all those words together. Hello and welcome to tidbit tangents. <laughs> rambly ramblings. Um... No, well, if you are still listening, please send us in at the uh, the film look, um at Gmail and at uh, Instagram and Twitter and all of the social medias out there. Um, and if you want to get the Anchor app, you can send us a voicemail and you that can... will play on the podcast. Yeah, we will. So um, if you watch like the lives of others or The Godfather and uh, you've got your thoughts, just let us know because we'll uh, we'll uh, read them out next week. Yeah, and um, I mean, The Godfather was a bit of a slow one as well, so that might go on a little bit like that as well. Um, I think K-Dog's switched off. I can't really see his face oh, anymore. Right. No, He's... I was taking a photo of the setup. Like, All right, okay, that's good. We'll post that on social media. Uh, <laughs> go and give it a like. Um, yeah, should we, should we just end it? I'm going to do the outro. Well, well, it... The thing is, right, <laughs> you, ages ago, you were like, right, let's do, see when do an hour. And we actually used to struggle to do an hour. What one now? We're on we're on fifty three minutes. 
I remember when it. Remember in the first. No, we're not. We're first, on an hour and twelve. <laughs> remember in the first few months as well. We used to proper edit these things. Yeah, we did. Well, we, we used to get yeah. all the pauses. Get, get rid of all the silences get, and just get, um, used to get rid of all of this. <laughs> we did. We used to have a bit of quality control. Now, now we've got nothing. Now we just can't be asked editors. So, well, now um, we've got a small audience, <laughs> and small but mighty. There's some. There's, there's <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, guys. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I mean, anyone. the world's smaller than, tall, uh, than Christian, aren't they? So. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say tall. <laughs> no, God, just don't even see his name. Yeah. just sees tall. No one's just tall as tall. Uh, tall man. Right. Um, I'm oh, okay, dog, you're bleeding. Yeah, what's the punchline? No, just because you passed your head earlier. Uh, right, um, <laughs> right, guys. Uh, thank. Let's, let's end it there. I'm, I'm, Danke. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. Danke. Guten Tag. Dankeschön. Uh, Bear and... <laughs> Bratwurst. <laughs> As always, thank you for listening to the Film Book Podcast where we do try to achieve 